Right. I've not had anything in my heart to share for quite a while this week because I've not been 100% physically. But as I was asking the Lord this morning, what shall I say, Lord? And I've shared on some of this before. And he won't, and whilst it says he is the preciousness, we'll come on to that in a minute. It's the fact of the treasure. Treasure. And you'll find that in Matthew, which we're going to turn to. Chapter 13. As I say, I've touched on this before some time ago. <coughs> but there's no harm in reminding ourselves of things that we've heard before. In fact, it's very good. And that's why we have a Bible. So we can keep reading and reading and let the Lord show us things in it and speak to our hearts. So here, this chapter is really the chapter of parables. This is a chapter of parables. Chapter 13, Jesus gives lots of parables. You know, the, the, the word, the seed, etc. is the main one there. And then the grain of mustard seed, and then the leaven, and goes on and on. And then we come down here, and after Jesus had explained some things to his disciples, who said, well, we don't understand what you're talking about. What does all this mean? So Jesus explained to them, and he said, if you know the parable of the sower, you'll be able to understand all parables. And then he continues and gives them some more hoping, I believe, that they would understand. And he's talking about the kingdom of heaven. Literally, the heavens. The kingdom. Why would he want to talk about the kingdom? Well, because he, does, he wants us to be in his kingdom. He wants us to be in his kingdom. And this is what the kingdom of heaven is like in a parable, in a picture the kingdom of the heavens, literally, is like to treasure hid in a field. Now, if you'd have familiar with the other parable about the sower going forth to sow, Jesus says, when he explains to his disciples, the field is the world. The field is the world. So when he says here, the kingdom of heaven is like to treasure hid in a field. It is actually the field in the original, in the Greek. The field. Yep. Which, when a man has found, so he needs to be in the field to find it, doesn't he? Is that right? Well, the field is the world, as he explained to his disciples earlier which when a man has found, he hides for joy. This is the kingdom of heaven. This is what it's like. It's not what it is, it's what it's like. And he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Now he's not buying the world, so you know, this is a parable, it's a picture. Buying it because he wants what's in it, which is the treasure. 
And then he goes on, again, the kingdom of the heavens is like unto a merchant. That means a traveller, a man travelling, a travelling merchant. Travelling merchant, seeking goodly pearls, who when he has found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now there is so much there we could look at. And there's other parables. Jesus follows it. So the kingdom of the heavens is like a net. And there's lots of things. But what's on my heart to share with you today is the fact of this treasure. It's like treasure hid in a field. So what does treasure mean to you? What's treasure to you? What's treasure to you? Precious. I like that. Yes. Even valuable. So valuable that you sell everything to buy it. Treasure. Hidden. Now the fact is, it's hidden. And what did Jesus say? He that seeks shall find. Right? He that seeks shall find. And said, so you seek for me with all your heart, God says. You shall find me. So, this fellow was walking through life. Let's call it life rather than the world, okay? It doesn't really matter. It's just a picture. So, he's walking through life. Maybe he's going to work on the bus, you know, in Cambridge or somewhere. Who knows? Or he's working in a factory down in Walthamstow or whatever, you know. Or maybe he's a fisherman, goes out in the North Sea. It's life, okay? And he finds. You might say, well, he stumbles upon it. Well, you know, I stumbled upon the kingdom of God. Although I was seeking it, though I didn't know what it was. And there's many people who stumble upon it. Now the next parable, it talks about a man who was seeking. So there's two pictures here, but I want to try and put them into one for us. So this fellow alighted upon this treasure. It was hidden. It wasn't sticking up out of the ground, saying with a big notice, you know, flashing lights, saying, treasure! It was hidden. The kingdom of heaven is hidden. It's not visible. Did you know that? It's hidden, because it's not of this world. And that's why we read in John 3.3, 3, which says, what does it say? John 3.3. 3. You cannot see the kingdom unless you're born again. You can't see it. Okay? Why? Because it's hidden. But, on the other side of the coin, the creation, all the creation, we can know of God because of the creation. Even his eternal Godhead and power. 
Romans. The invisible things of God are shown to us through creation. So, Paul goes on to say, so you are without excuse, whosoever you are. We're without excuse, because the things of God can be seen. So, I wonder if you like this. Okay. So, you see the mountains, you see the stars, see the moon, you see the northern lights, you see the daisy and the beauty in the daisy. Right? Before you put the lawnmower, lawnmower over it and destroy it. So, the, the animals, the wonder of creation. And if that doesn't give you a desire to know the Creator, there is something desperately wrong with, it, wrong with you. Desperately wrong. So you're going through life and you're looking and saying, wow, look at that. And people do that, say, wow, look at that star. Woo! Going across. Isn't there something in our hearts? I want to know who made that. I want to know the God behind creation. I want to know the God who created emotions created things in me so I can love someone so I can embrace someone so I can cry for someone where do you think all that came from? see when we're going through life we might stumble upon. You go and sit. I sat on my roof in Kathmandu in the early mornings and watched the colours on the Himalayas changing. Every second they were different and they never looked the same. I was in awe. Oh, what an awesome God people sing. An awesome God. I've high. I don't know the, the chorus, not when we sing. Oh, what an awesome God. But it's hidden. You need to have that desire, that longing within you. So when you're walking through life, and maybe you stumble on, upon it, or you're like me from... As, or as young as I can remember, I wanted to know why I'm alive. What's it all about? Not Alfie. What's it all about, Alex? I wanted to know. I wanted to know why am I here on this earth? Why have I been given three score and ten years to live? Why, 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 why? And I thank God I stumbled upon that which was hidden and discovered the kingdom of heaven. And God brought me into it. Out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of the son of his love 
translated me from one into the other and I discovered and there's this other man he's seeking something precious Jesus likens it to goodly pearls and when he'd found one which one are you this morning are you the one that was like me seeking or of you maybe you've stumbled on it by accident but the thing is whether we're seeking and find it you can't have it unless you sell everything now, I don't mean selling your house and your car and going to the bank and giving all your money but we'll look at something like that in a minute because it costs you everything you have to sell everything it costs God everything to redeem you and me everything and it will cost you and I everything because you notice here both times both parables when he found it he hid it he didn't want anyone else to find it <laughs> and for joy he was joy for joy he went and he did it he sold everything with joy in his heart for joy he went and for joy he sold everything that he might buy the field and he went and he bought the field but it cost him everything and it'll cost you and I everything everything and if you think it won't then you're wrong and you can't have it the kingdom of heaven unless you're willing to sell everything you can go to church you can sing hymns you can pretend this and pretend that and pretend the other but until you sell everything everything your reputation that you give up the right to yourself and follow Jesus to Calvary and be crucified there to all your own things when he says he sold everything Jesus talks about again and again and again and again doesn't he he that would follow me let him take up his cross take up your cross and that's where you've got to come to a place where you're crucified with Christ you've got to sell everything Matthew 6 I've got to watch the time for some reason, I don't know why, but there you are. One of these things that you've got to do, I suppose. 19 to 21, Matthew 6. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal have you ever been in a house where thieves have come and stolen anything I've never had that pleasure I'm afraid <laughs> maybe I'm the pleasure I'm waiting for I've had people steal my records when I was in when I was a hippie lent someone my records cost me 
all my money. And he went and sold them off, probably to buy drugs or something, no doubt, knowing the man that I'm thinking of. But I've never had my house broken into. So, Jesus says, don't lay up your treasure on earth. You know, people have safes, don't they? And they put the diamonds in and things like this. Thanks. I haven't got any diamonds and I don't want any. Thank you very much. Because that's where thieves break in and steal. So you can have diamonds, you can have gold, you can have silver, you can have the whole lot, but you can all be gone in a moment, you see. What a fool. We think we are, or maybe we're leaving it for your children. I don't know. But Jesus says, don't do it. Lay not up for yourselves treasure upon the earth. Are you listening to Jesus or do you think you know better than him? But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust does corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also very, very well-known scripture and probably hear people quoting it out of context again and again. For where your treasure is, so if your treasure is your, you know, your Mercedes-Benz or your Rolls-Royce or, or, the, or the cup that you won in the, in the football match or something, you know, you show everyone, look at I won! Look what I got. Look, I got a Rolls Royce. Aren't I marvellous to be able to afford a Rolls Royce? Lay not up treasure on earth, but treasure in heaven. Because that's, whatever your heart is this morning, let me tell you, whatever your heart is right now is where your treasure is. That's why we read, set your affections on things above, Paul says. Set your affections on things above, not on things in, on the earth. Don't set your affection on things on the earth. Have, have you, have you, are you setting your affections on things on the earth? Paul said, set your affections on on things above, where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Is that where your affection is this morning? Jesus, I love thee, I know thou art mine. For thee, all the pleasures of sin, I resign. Have you resigned the right to yourself? Matthew 19, and this is what I was going to say, uh, maybe I won't read it all. So chapter 19 of Matthew. There's quite a bit there I've picked out, but we won't probably read it all. Because I want to get on to something else as well. You know those people when they're playing the piano... They have someone come along to turn the pages over. Anyone want to volunteer? 
<laughs> 19. I found myself in a different place. That's why I'm saying that. So, 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? For there is none good but God. One, which is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. And he saith unto, them, unto him, Which? And then Jesus lists commandments. And in verse 21 he says, um, before that, verse 20, All these things have I kept from my youth up. And Jesus said to him, If you will be perfect, go and sell what thou hast and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure. See, his treasure was his goods. His treasure was his chateau. I think I've spoke on this before. It's coming back to me as I speak. His, his was this, that and the other. His riches, his goods, his possessions. He said, but if you you sell that, give to the poor, thou shalt have treasure in ev heaven and come now listen, he sold, if he sells everything, he's in a position to follow Jesus, you see. Like these two men in the parable, they sold all. And just like this man, it's going to cost him everything to follow Jesus. Do you see that? Sell everything, you'll have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. You can't follow Jesus when you've got treasure on somewhere else, some other treasure. Some other treasure. Might be your husband or your wife or your children. If they're your treasure, that's where your heart is. I'm not saying you shouldn't love your children and love your husband. You should do exactly that. Because that honours God, and that's right. And you're commanded to do that, and so am I. But there's a greater treasure than your wife or your children. It's the kingdom of heaven. Those things are earthly, temporal. They'll vanish away. They won't last forever. You can't take your granny to heaven with you, so to speak, if you love her so much. You see? Those are earthly, temporal things. This whole creation, all our family, all our friends are temporal. I hope you've set your sights higher than that so when you do see the creation and see everything God has created, you want to know him. And you'll seek until you find. Jesus said, seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. Ask and it will be given to you. And this is the great problem of half-hearted people. God is not interested in your half-heartedness. It's got to be all or nothing. 
all or nothing. It reminds me of a song I used to sing in the 60s. Small faces, I think it was. All or nothing. All or nothing. And God's crying out to you this morning if you've got ears to hear. All or nothing. He won't take anything less. You've got to sell everything because it'll cost you everything. And he went away sorrowful when he heard first 22 is it can't see it's too small because he had great have you got great possessions it might not be a mansion it might not be a Rolls Royce or a Bentley or, which I preferred if I had to choose between the two by the way but I don't thank God and uh, where's your, you know have you got great possessions in your heart this morning as I speak to you well, you might go away from this room this morning sorrowful, and you will, if you don't sell all and follow Jesus. For he had great, he wasn't willing to part with his temporal treasure. Temporal treasure, where moth and rust doth corrupt. He said, you shall have treasure in heaven. Come and follow me. Sell all that you have. Hallelujah. I, I'm going to leave that. I won't go on anymore with that. I think the point has been made. So I want to go into 1 Peter 2. And I want to... Well, 1 Peter 1 to start. And I'm going to... We've got a bit of time, haven't we? So the first epistle of the Apostle Peter and in towards the end of chapter 1 <clears throat> and this is really one I want to talk to you about but you can't have this when Peter I'm going to talk until you deal with this first. You've got to deal with selling all, all your possessions, all the things you love more than Jesus. If you do, I'm not saying you do, but I'm saying if you do. You can't have this preciousness, which I'm going to talk to you about now, unless you sell all. Chapter 1, verse 17. I'm going to start and I'm going to run down into the next chapter. I'm not going to have too much, no. So chapter 1 of 1 Peter and verse 17. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judges according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourn in here in fear for as much as you know that we were redeemed not with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain lifestyle your vain 
behavior or conversation we have in the authors. It's the way you lived before you knew Jesus. Whatever it was, it was vain, you see. It's all vain. And you talk about the, tra the, tra the tradition that you received from your fathers, obviously speaking to the Jews, so even that was vain. All the traditions that you followed, all vain, seeking your own righteousness. But you've been redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundations of the world, but was manifested in these times for you. He was hidden, and now he's been manifested. And just look at what it says there, for you who by him do believe. So this is not for any Tom, Dick or Harry, although it might be for Tom, Dick and Harry, I hope it is. But it's for those who believe. Did you see that? Those who believe. Because he's writing to believers, obviously. <coughs> Manifest in these last times for you who through him should be do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory that your faith and hope might be in God not in your possessions or your treasures or your five million pound aeroplane or your boat whatever that your hope might be in God and your faith might be in God seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren love one another with a pure heart fervently Having been born again, you will have in your Bible being born again, it's in the past tense. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. Your first birth, my first birth, was of corruptible seed, mortal. Mortal means to die, won't last forever. So our first birth is by mortal seed. Jesus' seed is immortal, but of incorruptible, through the word of God. And you know the word of God is Jesus Christ, not your Bible. <coughs> that's, a trans that's inspired words of God, which lives and abides forever. The Bible won't last forever. Only him that does the will of God will last forever. You know that? Only those, as we read in John's epistle, only those who do, and Jesus said it himself, only those who do the will of God will last forever. So if you're not doing the will of God, don't expect to last forever. Okay? 
liveth and abides forever. Now, this is quoting now from Isaiah chapter 40. For all flesh is as grass. So that's the sum of all flesh. Of all living beings, all human beings, all flesh is as grass and all the glory of men, or man we have, as the flower of the grass. So that's what God thinks of the glory of men. It's just like a flower. which withers, the grass withers and the flower thereof falls away. Doesn't last very long, does it? You know, some of the flowers I notice, I say, well, not beautiful. I go out two days later and it's gone. The flowers, the petals are all fallen out of it. See, they're only made to live for the brief moment. And James says the same thing in his epistle. Read James' epistle. Life is but a vapour. As far as God's concerned. But the word of the Lord endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you who have ears to ear, I might add. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, and hypocrisies, and envies and all evil speakings as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word which ye may, that you may grow thereby if so be you have tasted that the Lord is good or gracious as we have in the authorised version to whom come in as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also, as living stones, are built up a spiritual house, Ephesians chapter 2, if you want to read it, get another perspective on it, a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by or through Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also it is contained in Scripture, and now this uh, a quote again from Isaiah 28, another one, other Scriptures. Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect precious, and he that believes on him shall not be confounded. Unto you, therefore, which believe. You've got to be a believer. Not a spectator. He that believe, he is Precious. I've lost my place. Unto you therefore which believe he is precious. I don't say that word precious there is a wrongly translated. I'm sorry to tell you. I don't know if you have in your Bible the word preciousness. But that's what it is. Properly translated that word is preciousness. He is the Preciousness. We sang a lovely hymn written by that, that um, 
Australian girl worthy is the lamb and she wrote these words the darling of heaven it's been trained changed funnily enough I'm talking about treasure it's been changed to the treasure but she never wrote that she wrote the darling and I think people didn't like it it was a bit too personal for me so they've gone and put on it instead changed it to treasure of heaven but he's the darling he's the preciousness Jesus is the preciousness who's pre God's preciousness so when the father looks at his son he's looking at his preciousness and he gave his only begotten son to die on the cross for you and I he gave his preciousness I want to ask is he precious to you how precious is he so precious like that treasure you're going to sell everything cost you all things you can buy it how precious is he that's that is the the determining factor for you and for me is is he precious is he precious is he the preciousness unto you therefore which believe see the proof that you believe is he's the preciousness <laughs> if he's not the preciousness you're not really believing are you you might think you do but unless Jesus is the preciousness to you it says to us who believe he is precious or the preciousness as I said but to them which be disobedient he's the stone which the builders disallowed the same is made the head of the corner a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense to them which stumble at the word being disobedient whereunto they were also appointed because they were disobedient that's why they're appointed to be but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood again quoting from the Old Testament a holy nation a peculiar people or a people for a for a possession that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, light which in times past were not a people and then again quoting from the old Hosea chapter 1 but are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy but now have obtained he is the preciousness to them to us who believe hallelujah I just ask you a question is he the preciousness to you is he so precious to you that you're gonna if you haven't already that you're gonna sell everything give up the right to yourself and say Lord I'm yours because it says in my Bible and I hope it says in yours as well and it probably does you're not your own 
you're bought with a price see we talked about being redeemed by the precious blood you're not your own you don't belong to yourself you belong to him who bled and died for you and redeemed you to God okay we're going to sing a little chorus and then we're going to close it's in the little slip of paper you've got there I'm going to read it out and then we're going to sing it Jesus thou art precious Lord Jesus thou art precious precious to me precious to me more and more day by day thy worth I see saviour baptizer healer and king in everything you're precious to me Jesus thou art precious Lord Jesus thou art precious precious to me precious to me more and more day by day thy worth I see Saviour, baptizer, healer and king in everything you're precious to me Jesus thou art precious Lord Jesus thou art precious precious to me precious to me more and more day by day thy worth I see saviour baptizer healer and king in everything you're precious to me precious to me precious to me more and more day by day thy worth I see he's your treasure he's your worth come on at thy worth I see saviour baptizer healer and king in everything your precious to I see thy worth more and more day by day hallelujah he's worth everything we're going to pray for Dee Dee is that alright Dee Dee because you're going into hospital aren't you so Trisha's going to come and anyone else well we don't want to put our hands in the wrong place no. <laughs> so we're going to pray for you I'm going to put my hand over here Hallelujah, Father, glory to your name. Lord, thank you that you love Dee Dee, Lord, and that blood that you shed on Calvary was for her. And you redeemed her there and then. Hallelujah. She's precious to you, Lord. She is. We're all precious to Thee. We pray, Lord, that in the days ahead, Lord, this week, 
Lord, you help her to know that she's precious to you. Help her to know that through these circumstances, Lord, that she's precious to you. And Lord, that through these difficult, trying, unwanted, undesired circumstances, that you've not forsaken her. And Lord, we pray through them all, your word would come to her heart. That word that lives and abides forever. might quicken her spirit and make her alive unto thee, Father. Hallelujah. That Lord, pray that she'll come out of these circumstances, this difficult time, Lord, a new creature with a heart that's rejoicing and blessing your name. We pray, Lord, that you'd use these circumstances, Lord, to show her her vulnerability and her inadequacies, her need of you, Lord, our deliverer, our redeemer. And Lord, through it all, Father, that the work that's undertaken will be perfect and final, that she don't have to go back again and have anything done. And we pray you'd cause the wound to heal perfectly and you'd, you'd quicken, you'd speed up, Lord, the healing process. Glory to your name, Lord. So we commit her to your love and your grace, Lord Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. Hallelujah. May we all, Lord, know the greatness of your faithfulness. And your mercies, new every morning. New every morning. Not just yesterday not just today, but every morning we should discover your faithfulness, Lord. You're faithful to us. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Lord, and we're willing to sell all to know that preciousness in ourselves, to know that treasure in earthen vessels that we read about in 2 Corinthians. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. What a, what a wonder, what a statement. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency should have should be of God and not of ourselves. That you should have all the glory and all the praise. So we commit ourselves to you now, Lord Jesus, and thank you for this opportunity of being together and for your love and grace 
has been with us. And we pray, Lord, it will go with us, go with Dee Dee as she goes into hospital. Surely, mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever.